The following is a member of the Burke Reviews podcast family. BurkeReviews.com Top five movies. Movies. Top five. Top five movies. Top five movies. Top five. Top five movies. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Top Five Movies. I'm John Burke, and with me this week is Corey Starr. Hello, hello. And Michael Sanchez. Hello. And this week, we're going to be talking about the five movies we watched in 2017, not from 2017, but in 2017, that we wish we could return. We're not thrilled with what we saw, and we wish we hadn't wasted our time. Um, before we get into our list this week, though, we're going to have a, just quick conversations. Uh, tonight's the Golden Globes, first of all. It's a big night, kind of, if you're into uh, award ceremonies and movies. You guys have any interest in the Golden Globes? I I am interested in it. It's always it's kind of like the warm up for the Oscars, mm-hmm. the Academy Awards. Yep, you just although have to sit the, all that the TV stuff. Oh, I thought you were you were clinking ice in the cup, <laughs> cocktails at their tables, and get sloshed <laughs> I didn't Sorry. know we were going into we're got foley artists uh, on the show now, so crunch, yeah, crunch. I'm, I'm stepping in snow because we're in Florida and we get snow now. Crunch, crunch. Oh, I'm sorry. Um, but yeah, I, I'm I'm looking forward to seeing some of it. Although I don't think I have access to NBC right now, um, because it's not on Directv now. I don't think so. I'm not sure if I'm gonna be able to live stream it. I might just have to. Uh, like watch like feed you know feeds online as people are announced, but um, I mean, surely surely someone's got a periscope or something they're doing. I think you're probably you would put a lot of that somewhere. Yeah, you would think with broadcast TV it wouldn't be so hard to find, but um, sometimes it is. And um, but I am hoping that uh, you know, um, Lady Bird gets a lot of love. I mean, it's it's hard because a lot of movies I like are up against each other, so I'm kind of like. Ooh. Torn, but um, I, I would like to see Lady Bird get a lot of attention. Um, I really like that film a lot, uh, especially since The Big Sick isn't nominated for anything. So what? No, it got no Golden Globe knobs, uh, nods, not knobs. It was snubbed, which is where what? knobs came from. It got no knobs either. So, um, um, okay, so I'm through with the Golden Globes. I yeah. Yeah, I, I, <laughs> I my favorite this. movie from last year has no nominations. Um, Hoping that's rectified by the Oscars, but I don't know. Sometimes I, uh, well, sometimes I feel like they do that on purpose. The Golden Globes has a category though that the Oscars doesn't, which is where I'm really concerned. But the Golden Globes has Best oh. Picture for Dramatic Entry, and then they have Best Picture for Comedy or Musical, and um, that's where you know Big Sick had its best cha- like best chance. You would think would be to get Best Comedy, but. Uh, it was most likely bumped for um, either Get Out, which is nominated for Best Comedy, um, which is debatable, and uh, The Greatest Showman is in the in that list, which is definitely a musical. Um, I like the movie quite a bit, and I really enjoyed the soundtrack, but I don't think it's as uh, good a movie as The Big Six. So, well, Burke, what do you expect from the Forest Correspondents? Yeah, and that's just they're, it. They're... It is. It's a critics, uh, you know, award thing. So mm. that's not right. What is it? It's not. 
uh, it's not been the best award ceremony year after year. It's basically, you know, we had the it's... the Martian won best comedy a couple of years ago. <laughs> what? Yeah, yeah, Martian won best comedy. It was a big controversy that happened um, because while there's humor in the movie, it's it's very hard. It's not a comedy. It is definitely not a comedy. Um, although Big Tuna so, will argue that. You have to be exclusively, you know what I mean? You can't have elements of another genre. Well, drama to... represents real life. And that's what... Well, the... I mean, it could possibly happen. I don't no, know. No, you could grow... that's not what I mean. You know... I mean to say, oh, okay. uh, that wasn't my dispute. My, I'm, I'm arguing why there's humor in dramas all the time because it humor right. is a part of life. It's, you okay. know, it doesn't meet any of the other standard co- comedy genre type material. So, yeah, no. Um, not a comedy. Uh, dude nearly dies of starvation, and like, uh, who knows Golden Globes? When but, is he gonna stop mm, being um, an astronaut? Now, the the next thing I want to talk about is is a crazy thing that I don't think I'm gonna try, but I haven't 100 percent ruled it out. Um, I you know two years ago I did 365 movies. Uh, actually I did 384 movies in 366 days. And I was pretty. That's a lot. It was, and I wrote a review for every one of those. So that was a lot of writing, right? Um, so it got me thinking. Like, I wonder if the Guinness Book of World Records has a record for the most movies watched in a year. And they do. Okay. They and do. how many is it? Uh, under twelve hundred. It's between eleven hundred and twelve hundred. Um, okay, so you just need to quit your job. Well, uh, the woman that did it is. Uh, she lives in Puerto Rico, and she's a lawyer. And uh, she, you know, they broke it even down by month. And I, I did the math. And I need to watch, to break it, I would need to watch 100 movies a month. Um, and that means about three movies a day, you know, give or take. Give it. You'll have a summer break. I will have a summer break. And I will have a winter break. And I will have a Thanksgiving and break. Spring and spring break. break. So I, I, can, I, can... I can apply. Like I was looking on the on the website and I was considering applying. Um, I'm just, you know, I'm not going for my master's again like I was when I did the challenge in the first place. So that's a bonus, right? Um, mm-hmm. it, it's not impossible. Not to mention, I watch movies with my students, so that could be, you know, one or two movies. That's what I was going to say. You actually just each class is watching different films. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it's definitely feasible. And I don't know. I might do it. Because at the very least, um, if I get close even, Burke Reviews will get some publicity because – I'm going for a, a world record, right? So, like, that's more important. Now, what I don't know, and I'm gonna, I'm hoping to like get in contact with the, the Guinness Book, is I don't think she wrote a review for everyone, and I definitely wouldn't write a review for everyone. Um, I would write a review like I normally would, maybe two to three reviews a week, and then just everything else is just getting watched. And, um, but I, I've already watched this year. I noticed uh, since the thirtieth. In fact, I've watched a movie a day. I haven't missed a day with a film, and I'm in the. I'm actually in the middle, which Corey knows I hate doing, but I'm in the middle of the film Columbus <laughs> right now. Um, I started watching it, and I got I got held up, so I wasn't able to keep it going uh, consistently throughout the hour you, before the podcast. But I will finish it. You were robbed. I don't know. No. Oh, held up. Held up. yeah. I got like occupied. I guess is what I meant. I oh. Do this or take care of that kind of thing. But you did this not too long ago, though, when we were recording yeah. top five. Yep. I'm um, kind of impressed. It, it it happens. I mean, it's not so bad. Um, well, one, I guess, because I'm watching uh, more movies, I'm used to like kind of paying attention. 
and retaining stuff to write about it later. So like it, it's a I haven't forgot what I've seen so far kind of thing, which used to be an issue. And I always used to credit it with like DVDs. You start a movie, walk away, come back like a, a day or two later, and just pick up where the DVD left off. And I I don't like doing that. And I don't like I'm only pausing this to finish the podcast. As soon as I'm done, I'm gonna jump back into the movie and knock it out. I hope at least um, pending life and whatnot. But um, yeah, life. But that, that's don't talk to me about life. My crazy ideas. I may go for the world record for movies. Do it. Oh, pressure. Okay, no one's trying to talk me out of it. That's the crazy thing. <laughs> hey, she's, uh, she's telling you to quit your job. So I'm just saying this, that I, in 27 years, it's true. It's true. Um, in 27 years, I will still be impressed that you're a dad, a husband. You were working full time. Uh, you were go- teaching. You were coaching golf. You were yeah. also doing extra stuff for, you were like um, recording games and stuff, I think, weren't you? yearbook or something i I still have yearbook yeah but i don't i mean to be fair my yearbook staff does most of the work for yearbook um i do take pictures on occasion though but yeah yeah i I do a lot of odd jobs um you know my position at the at the school often requires me to do additional things um and you're watching a movie day and writing a review it takes me like a week sometimes and my master's very hard for me to yeah and your master's let's not forget about that um Oh yeah, like last night I went and I recorded a wedding um, for a colleague. Well, actually, technically the wedding was the colleague's daughter, but um, you know, just filmed the ceremony. Nothing big, but um, I think unless you guys have anything you want to discuss real quick, I think we might need to hop into our list. Okay. All right. Well then, folks, if you've never listened to top five movies, our normal episodes, which is what you're hearing now, um, goes like this. We have a topic, and we make our list in secret, and this is us revealing our list to each other. Now, I'm curious to hear if the movie I made them watch shows up on their regrets uh, from 2017. Um, But this week, uh, Mike is going to go first, then me, then Corey. Um, And I I didn't, I you know, um, right before we recorded, um, I remembered a movie, but... When we're doing our top five list, it can't be any movies that were made for television, correct? Uh, we n- normally, I would say yes. I, I like like Lifetime, Hallmark. I would say that shouldn't be on the list. But um, Netflix and like Amazon are changing the game a little because theirs are made for a streaming service. But like uh, original HBO films, I would count original Cinemax stars. Um, there's something more. I don't know. Like you know what we can do whatever so however you want to I'm gonna go okay perfect I I have enough to plead my case okay that works let's see I kept mine that fall under those kind of things and the honorable mentions I forgot that it was made for TV but yeah and I I have a movie that um it was it's available on Amazon and I and we this it's an honorable mention um. But I, I kind of I may not even mention it because it's such a small indie film that I feel like any kind of negative criticism is probably unfair. Like it's beyond. It's almost like I made it kind of you know, which is still technically indie. But it's it's it was really bad. But I feel like I've said bad enough stuff about it um, that I don't oh. want, I don't want to bring it up yeah, as but... a regret. So was it movie club? I think we did an episode of movie club with it. Think okay. of the children. They need to stay away from it too. It, it was about the children, and it it failed to do a good job representing 
children. Um, yeah, I guess I meant, I guess I should mention it. All right, Mike, uh, you're gonna be starting us off, but before we get into our list, Corey, guys, go to BerkReviews.com and check out our top five list. Before listening any further, if you do not like spoilers, we are probably gonna give you some of those starting now so you've been warned. i am definitively spoiling my number two because i don't think anyone should watch the movie and i'm gonna spoil a major <gasps> part of it it's probably like my favorite um, movie of the year no it's definitely not um <laughs> and before though um w- before we start and this one's different but Corey and i like to pick uh how many of mike's movies we've seen because usually we haven't seen a lot of what he has watched and that could still hold true for this one although <sighs> i am kind of curious i'm gonna go uh two Dang it, John. Yeah. Then I have to go three. Okay. She didn't want to do one. All right. So. Nope. Mike, what do you have for number five of movies you wish you hadn't watched in 2017? All right. Well, I kind of, I stuck to a specific, well, we'll just kind of go with it and you'll figure out what I've done with my list. So my first pick not only fits on this list, that was a wild card pick for me. We literally just mentioned that. I suppose I should have known better than to try to go with this. I don't know what I was thinking. I, here's probably what I was thinking. I was probably thinking that the inclusion of Patrick Stewart would help redeem the Emoji movie. Oh, man. I sadly, forgot you saw this. <laughs> sadly, not nearly enough. Maya Rudolph, Stephen Wright, Nana Ferris, Sean Hayes. I was actually really kind of surprised looking at the list of talent that was involved. That's not even mm-hmm. all of the list. TJ Miller is the star. Yeah, yeah, and so I'm kind of jealous of your Golden Globes cocktail party over there. But anyway, <laughs> now if Martini, I had looked no. over, I'll shake a not stirred. Um, if I'd looked at, I don't even know. How, I guess T- Tony Le- Leon Leondis. I don't know how to pronounce this. I I, sh- I should probably know how to pronounce. But if I'd looked at his previous work, I probably would have steered way clear of this flaming poop emoji of a film. <laughs> oh, no. I do happen to have two redeeming qualities of it. Only two. One, I got this and was rented it on a BOGO coupon, so I technically didn't pay anything unless they charged me for the other one and I paid for this one. Either way, I will just say that this one was the free one. And two, I fell asleep at some point of the movie saving myself <laughs> a certain amount of torture. But my poor son didn't, so he oh. probably hasn't forgiven me about that. He knew. <laughs> he I know when he. Uh, well, I mean, we knew going in, and we put that one. I, I think it was a triple feature. We went. I think we rented this one, The Dark Tower, and Ugh, War for the Planet. Of, oh, yes, and War for the Planet of the Apes, and we watched it in the correct order because I think if we had watched War, bad, bad, good, and yes, like her, diabolically horrendous bad much much better so thankfully we did that we just watched these the other day um my soul to take my soul to keep and i had to follow i said okay we gotta watch because that was a west craven one if you haven't watched that i don't recommend that one either that should be on my regret list but i said okay let's show you some better horror and i introduced them to the cabin in the woods oh nice very nice um yeah, I, I skipped the Emoji movie uh, purposefully. Um, I had no... Oh, you didn't watch it, haha. <laughs> yeah, no, I did not. Um, it has a 12 Metacritic score and then a 2.9 <sighs> IMDb user score, and that that speaks volumes. Um, I I 
was so upset when they announced they were making this movie. To be fair, now, I was upset when they announced the Angry Birds movie, too, because I'm like, there's no story in that video game. But I actually found that movie kind of funny and, in, it was okay. and engaging. Where the Moji movie, even, like, everything about it just looked like a marketing campaign gone wrong. Um, it, it was... Mm. But, so bad. Now, Corey, this was your favorite movie of 2017, though, right? Yeah. What? Loved it. Cinematic splendor. <laughs> I don't really know. I, <laughs> no, I, I skipped this one. <laughs> yeah, no. Uh, Mike's the only one who suffered through the Emoji movie. I wish he wrote a review for the site. I, um, I watched it out of spite, really, I think. <laughs> <laughs> and it smited me, so there we are. There it is. Um, oh well, uh, there you go, folks. Um, well, I, I will say I was with my class and we were making smart goals. And one of my goals is I know I need to write more. And they kind of looked at me and they're like, oh, you should write more. So <laughs> they'll probably be, it was like the guilt that they gave me. I think my sixth graders one year for a while, I wasn't wearing my wedding ring and I don't remember why. I think it was fitting a little snug. Mm. And, um, one of my sixth grade girls Really, he's like, you should really wear your ring. I said, okay. <laughs> but that's what I did. Kids, man, they pressure us. Get you. Yeah, she she was a trip, that kid. She's funny. Well, anyway. um, that's the Emoji Movie, Mike's number five movie regret from 2017. Um, Mine is one uh, I've talked about on the podcast before. My wife likes to pick movies based on the cover. Um, she'll just <laughs> skim through like, whatever streaming service, and she'll pick. And sometimes it, re- it gives very good rewards. East Side Sushi is a film that I'm very fond mm-hmm. of that she found mm-hmm. in the same method. But this one. Oh, she found that one. Oh, she did, yes. Um, and then <laughs> I and then I literally found it at a Salvation Army for $1, and I was very excited um, on DVD because I couldn't believe I had I'd never heard of the movie, and then I found it in a bin of you know donated films. But um, this is... 2017's Eloise, a horror mystery thriller um, that my wife picked at random. I don't, I think because the word Eloise, because we're from Florida, and that word is, you know, it's local. Um, it stars. Well, it's also uh, a children's character, too, so that's true. a little odd. It stars Chase Crawford, Eliza Dushku, Brandon T. Jackson, Duck shoot. Um, PG uh, Byrne, Robert Patrick, who I usually like, although he's not so great in this, Nicole Forrester, um, and then some other people, but it's directed oh. by uh, Robert Legato and written by Christopher Borelli, and it is awful. Um, I can barely even remember exactly what was so bad about it. It was just, uh, it was, it was garbage. Um, the premise says four friends break into an abandoned, insane asylum in search of a death, cert- a death certificate, which will grant one of them a large inheritance. However, finding it soon becomes the least of their worries in a place haunted by dark memories. It's awful. Um, it it feels dumb, and it is dumb. Uh, everything about it. It has a 15 Metacritic score, a 4.5 IMDb user score. I'm guessing it scared a few people. There's definitely some jump scares, and there are. There's a moment where I had to look away that involved, I think, fingernails. Um, I oh. don't remember for sure now because it's it's been a while since I watched it. But um, luckily. Uh, Letterbox made this particular one pretty easy because I just sorted what I watched last year by my star ratings, and so I gave nothing a half star. I think I gave this one and a half, um, because again there were some moments where I was like, "Ooh, that was kind of scary." But and I like Eliza Dushku or Eliza. I'm saying her name wrong now. Um, Eliza, Dushku. Eliza Dushku. Dush, Dush, I thought it was Dushku. 
Is it Dushku? It's Dushku. Oh, well, there you go. Um, Kevin's, we talk, we, no, it's Kevin Smith's name for it. Got it. Her. Um, I I find her generally, you know, a not a bad actress, not a great actress, but not a bad actress. And I think she's she's hamming it up a little bit here. Um, Brandon T. Jacobs is um, in Tropic Thunder, and he's also in the Percy Jackson movies, which is not a, a compliment. Um, and I, I I like him, but he's yeah, it, it, the it's it's just a real mess of a movie. And I don't recommend anybody watch it, and I really wish I hadn't wasted no. my time. And I know my wife wishes uh, she hadn't. I must have challenged accepted you because it's on my watch list. I was going to add it Ooh. again out of spite. But I'll tell you the Insane Asylum movie to watch, if I haven't told you already. Maybe, could you guess? Maybe. Um, that's a pretty niche genre. One Flew Over the Cuckoo's Nest? No, oh. no, that's a good one. My daughter's in the middle of that one. Yeah, I know. Uh, I think the book. Or they are. What, uh, I, they're reading the book. Yeah. Um, it's got, whoa, I totally went blank um, on his Renee name. Renee Zellweger? Oh. No, no. Actually, no female leads. One female character. Uh, it's got David Caruso in it. And it's mm. written by Brad Anderson, directed by Brad Anderson, called Session 9. Really creepy. Oh, very I atmospheric. I um, remember hearing about that one. Yeah, the only actually, yeah, it's all male leads, and it's a crew that's sent in to clear out asbestos in a abandoned mental hospital, and it's it's it worked for me. Let's see, it's it's got well, the Metascore is not doesn't agree with me. It's fifty eight, but that's much better than your Eloise's fifteen. Fifteen, yes. <laughs> so, well, there you go. Uh, session nine over Eloise. If you're gonna watch a um, or the, you could just watch American Horror Story Asylum instead, um, which was fantastic. Yeah, I, I'm I anxious. For, I'm anxious for the next season. I am um, because I think I didn't watch the last season. I f- Cult drew me in. That's one of the. You know that I'm very one show oriented, and I can't deviate typically. And that one, I was faithfully watching every week. Hmm. Yeah, which is very unusual for I me. I think Roanoke kind of. Ended it for me. I got into that. I didn't like the format of that one, and I've only seen like one or two episodes. Well, I'm curious what they're going to do with the Black Mirror kind of thing for the next season. Mm. Well, let's move into uh, Corey's number five, uh, Regret of 2017. Okay. I heard a lot of buzz about this one um, from the horror community, and. It's 2016's Beyond the Gates. Mm. This movie could have been good. It had a an interesting premise. Uh, two estranged brothers come back together to get their father's uh, VHS store. Dun dun dun. Um, you know, packed up in whatever because he's disappeared, <laughs> and they end up finding this uh, old VHS um, like horror game. I don't know. But oh, yeah. the acting in this movie was so bad. So yeah, I bad. I think it was intentional, though. But I'm like, I'm like, Do you? I feel, I figure it was. Barbara Campton is very good. That, and I figure that's why most people had good things to say about it. But, like, the whoever plays the girlfriend of one of the brothers, she's, like, the worst actress ever. I probably could have done a better job. I'm sorry. Um, but I felt like it could have been a good movie. And I kept watching it. Because I was hoping it was going to get good, but it never did. Mm. But well, Chase so Williamson, don't waste your time, people. 
uh, Chase Williamson's in it, and he is in John Dies at the End. Um, mm. And I, I've heard mixed things, and the, and the Metacritic seems... Actually, the IMDb score and the Metacritic seem to speak right in the... Uh, it's 59 and a 5.2, so people seem to be kind of in the middle on this movie. Um, I don't know. Uh, I The premise is definitely intriguing, because I used to have a VCR uh, horror board game when I was a kid that we got from, like, a yard sale or something. So I was what? like, yeah. Um, it was really cool because, you know, it, at the especially as a kid, it may not be cool now, but when I was a kid, I thought it was amazing because it was like a choose-your-own-adventure. You'd be like, fast-forward to this time and rewind to this time, and you, it was cool and interesting. I never had one like that um, other than that one. And, I, I, man, I really wish I knew what happened to it because it would be cool to still have, but... Um, uh, so when I heard about the premise, I was intrigued. But yeah, I've heard I've heard mixed reviews, so I haven't given any time to it. But I'll I'll, I'll again I I like Barbara Campton and I like the premise and I've watched some of it. So I'm probably defending it and probably shouldn't be. I'm gonna give this one a go again though. It, I I watched it on Netflix. I'm pretty mm-hmm. sure. Yeah, yeah, that's what it's on. Yeah, it it was still on Netflix last I looked, but I haven't looked for a few a few days. But I'm pretty sure uh, I just passed it on my list either yesterday or day before. Well, there you have it. All right. Well, then we're back to you, Mike. What is your number four regret from 2017? Well, we just mentioned this one very recently as well. Uh, If I recall correctly, this was another one of my picks that went south really quickly. Sadly, Idris Elba and Matthew McConaughey involved. (laughs) <laughs> involvement uh, was not nearly enough for this doomed adaptation of Stephen King's The Dark Tower. Uh, yet again, another testament that uh, talent or on-screen talent is just simply not enough to carry a film. I think I read same some similar sentiments about uh, Snowman and a couple of other films. That oh, I heard the Snowman's also, bad. Yeah, and I haven't watched it. We wanted to, and then we yep. saw the reviews. Um, it, it, which... I mean, this should have been part of the year of Stephen King because with it and 1922 and Gerald's Game, and <clears throat> it's it it sadly did not, and it's in another one in the long list of King adaptations that just bombed spectacularly. Excuse me, <clears throat> I'm getting sick. I think. Well, I won't say this is a maximum overdrive or apt pupil. It still tries. <laughs> to get a lot of material into a very, very short amount, like an hour and a half kind of running time and going the PG-13 route. And they, they, mm, I think it's very much a, a producer's film where I think a lot of stuff was done and people's probably ability to direct and, and do stuff was were cut off at the knees or something like that. I mean, it, Again, to try to be positive, it makes me want to read the Gunslinger novels. That's yes. something I haven't done yet. It's been on my to-do list for many, many years. But um, that's about all I could say. It's just my son, I think, was more forgiving of it than, than I. And I just I, that's why I'm always afraid about reading the novels before the film adaptation. And this is a perfect example. Well, I I also saw this movie i didn't hate it as much i definitely didn't like it um i loved idris elba enough to keep it from being a full like one star which he is in a movie that's out right now called molly's game where he's fantastic and i was pleasantly surprised because i had forgot idris elba is on the office um he's in season five 
and he is Whoa. he replaces Jan as the uh, the district Whoa. manager. And I I didn't I'm like watching and he's I think Chuck or Charles is the name of his character, and I'm watching it and I'm like, is that Idris Elba? Like that can't be Idris Elba. And so I had to like look it up. I'm like, it's freaking Idris Elba. Oh my god, why didn't I remember him being on The Office? Because I am a big fan. And, uh, you know, when Dark Tower, because as bad as Dark Tower is, he is fantastic. He's good. Yeah. He's much better than Matthew McConaughey was. McConaughey's character is just awful. And I don't know if that's him or the character because I haven't read the books either. But I, I, I would figure that's direction. Yeah. Because we know he can act and oh, we've yeah. seen him and it's I, I it, would it could give him be, the though, benefit of the doubt. He may have doubted the whole project and it was already, you know, contractually obligated. Committed, yeah. Um. Just you know, hammed it up or whatever. But yeah, that, that definitely one of the most disappointing movies from 2017 because that could have been really cool. You see the potential, even if you haven't, even if you don't know about the books in the film. There's some really interesting stuff brought up. It's just not brought up in a way that you know is entertaining for an hour and a half, and that's tragic because there's a really cool story there. The biggest flaw was not making Idris Elba the focal point and having it as the kid. Mm-hmm. Entering into that world, you you make the gunslinger the freaking main character, like it's supposed right. to be, um, right? Because he is the main character throughout the the book. Yeah, the I don't books. know why they felt it needed to be a kids movie. Like, I, I'm I'm telling you, I get a feeling that they're like, well, maybe you know, instead of going the route a darker route or a R-rated route, which it didn't oh. have to be R-rated, they could have cleaned it up some. I really wish I had yeah. watched Bright um, before. Uh, the year ended, so it could have been on my list, but I haven't watched it yet. Oh. But um, I hear a uh, friend of the show, Brendan, has given some very, very scathing reviews to me about it, and the reviews overall have been very negative. But um, that's the one personal review that I've heard that just like rips it apart. But I, I have not been able to bring myself to sit through that movie. So, um, my next one is is it's not controversial because I don't think many people will really know this movie. But it's controversial based on its IMDb user rating because uh, IMDb gives this movie a seven point two, but Corey and Corey picked this movie for us to watch in movie club, and we both hated it. Luckily, um, despite having Tim Roth and um, the awesome Gary Oldman in the movie called Good Time or no, not Good Time. Good Time's great. Meantime, Mean sorry, my brain went away. Uh, directed by Mike Lee, um, it, it's. <laughs> their first films and I I did not enjoy it. Now, I'm not saying there's not good filmmaking there or that the you know uh that the acting is necessarily bad. <sighs> Although I do think Gary Oldman's going a bit over the top um it many scenes it just feels like he's been given no direction other than be obnoxious or something like that. And um he he definitely goes to town a little as Oldman has done in several of his performances, especially when he's a villainous type character. Um but I, I just could not get into this movie, and I did not enjoy it. And it's actually um, – we've had on the sh- early episodes of, of Top 5, uh, Keith was a guest uh, when one of you couldn't attend. I don't remember which one of you wasn't on the episode. But um, Keith ended up watching – me. Keith ended up watching Meantime with me and was, was just like, is this movie for real? And I'm like, I know, right? And it's a Criterion film. So it's one of the – it was the first time I'd encountered a Criterion film that I didn't like, and it made me reevaluate what it means to be a criterion. To be film. a criterion, yeah, because and we can't go in expecting quality anymore. Yeah, or, or at least a certain level of quality, right? Because this movie is 
it's very indie, like, and you can tell that. And I do want to give credit for for what it is, but the story was, I felt somewhat incoherent. I definitely didn't know enough about the time period to really get what the characters were going through. The doll, yeah, and and it, that was. I feel like that's not the filmmaker's fault because I think maybe if we watched it when it came out, maybe it would have made more sense to us. But you know, twenty, you know, thirty years later, it doesn't make sense. Um, and it wasn't enjoyable. And again, I'm a huge fan. I don't want to say huge fan. I like Tim Roth a lot. He's in a lot of movies that I love. I generally Same. like his performances. Um, he's not perfect, though. He's done some bad movies, for sure. I mean, he's the villain in Incredible Hulk. Maybe mm. the worst part of that movie, um, arguably. And uh, Gary Oldman, he's been over the top. In True Romance, his character's way over the top. Really, in Leon the Professional, his character's pretty big and over the top it works in that movie but it's still like he's chewing the scenery at times and it's a little little much um but then again he's done some amazing performances i love him as commissioner gordon i just saw um darkest hour yesterday and he's amazing as winston churchill um move me to tears at one scene um and i was captivated that whole time which i didn't think i would be with that movie but you know meantime doesn't work so there you have it, folks. And Corey, I know, also didn't like I'm a it. I'm going to hop right in. Oh, is this your number four? This is my number two. Oh, okay. And this is the one that I thought of right before, like 10 or 15 minutes before we recorded. Mm. And I wasn't going to put it on my list because this was originally made for television. Oh, I but didn't even know that. I think we talked about it when we did Movie Club, but that was months ago. Um, and But then I thought, well, now it's it part of the criterion collection and you know i don't know maybe that television station over there would kind of be like one of our you know i don't know when we were like talking before the thing recording mm-hmm. yeah, um HBO but or something. yeah um but i just feel like there's not enough context given as i think that it would be I, I had to do too much research. It was boring as all get out. I don't even remember how long it was, but it seemed like it took forever. We don't understand why the things are happening, you know, and I can't feel bad for them because they're poor and they can't get jobs because we never see them looking for jobs. You know, yeah. I wasn't invested in, I didn't like the characters. And again, a lot well, of that is contextual, but it's the context isn't in the film. Yeah. Possibly you're not meant to, and I see some comparisons, at least in comments, to Naked, which we talked about a long time ago, and David Thewlis' character is totally unsympathetic and not very likable throughout the whole thing, and just the stuff he does right from the get-go in that one, and maybe that's part of what, I mean, I don't know, I haven't seen it. I mean, there are, I I like I'm reading lots of rave reviews, so Mm -hmm. I, I, I might have to try to watch this somehow. It's on Filmstruck, or at least it was. That's how we watched it back then. Although, to be fair, I'd like to criticize Filmstruck, too, because they are uh, an oh. organization that has many issues, um, which is unfortunate since they have the Criterion Channel. But uh, we had all sorts of issues with billing and things like that. So um, It actually working when we tried to stream movies. Yeah, like, oh. but there were times where we have our account active, and it would say that we didn't have the Criterion Channel. But when you look at your account, it says uh, Filmstruck and Criterion Channel. So it's like, well... Which is it? Do I have it or not? Because <laughs> it's not letting I'm me watch the movie, but it says I'm paying for it. So what's happening? Um, so yeah, mm. not rave reviews for Filmstruck. At least uh, 
you know, the way we were using it, it, it was having many issues. Um, so, but there is a free trial, of course. So it, you could always do the trial and quit. It was easy enough to cancel each time. So I will say that it, once we were frustrated, it was easy enough to get rid of it. But, um, and yeah, again, sometimes movies just don't click for us. Um, and it could be that we're wrong here, or maybe we just didn't get something. But the fact that we watched this independently of each other and then talked about it and we had very similar experiences, at least for Corey and I, it's a bad movie. My number four, Corey's number two. Um, I think, but we're on to you, Corey. So what's your number four? Okay, this is where I start to ruffle some feathers. And Uh-oh. if I were in the same room with you guys, I'd probably get rocks thrown at me and probably every other human in the world. Mm. Um. Mm-hmm. Oh, there are at least two on this list. Oh, my God. My you, number four. You can't yep. say get out, Corey. La La Land. What? Yes. Here I, we go. Okay. I don't usually like musicals. I will just say well, that clear, because... Clearly but, you don't. <laughs> clearly. <laughs> man. I don't have to like the same stuff that everybody else no, does. No, you, no don't. You, don't. you don't. You don't. You don't. Um, but so it's funny I, that you say that you don't like them because you know, this one is. But. I usually don't, but I heard such good things about this that I decided to go to the movie theater and watch it. Um, I'm the only person that I know that didn't like it, so there's that also. But from the opening scene with them getting out of their cars on a ramp in L.A. traffic and dancing and jumping on their cars – it just lost me. And then when it would catch me again, then it would just lose me again. Yeah. But I'm... it's supposed to be fanciful. Like, it's a musical. Like, musicals, they, yeah, they don't have to. That's, they don't make sense by their nature, right? Because like, people don't sing yeah. in public. And music doesn't play out of nothing. The Unless first... it's White Christmas and they work it into what they actually do for a living. Yes. Sorry. <laughs> Which I tried White Christmas and it's just a little over long, but I want to try it again. So I did part- some of my partial homework from my students. Uh, I will say the first time watching it, my first viewing on with that one, and I really wish it's another one of those that I regret not seeing on the big screen. I just had that confession about Lady Bird, but yeah, I didn't. It didn't, and I'm not a person that's into musicals, but there are some that just really get me, and this one won me over. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, there'll be times it's on, and I got to watch it till at least this part or whatever part. Yeah. And, you know, some days I don't get to it feel badly because I don't get to give it my full attention. I used to say I don't like musicals, but now I think I don't like Grease and I don't like um, Les Mis. I think I like other musicals quite a Mm. bit. Um, I love La La Land. I'm a big fan of The Greatest Showman, and I highly recommend, Corey, you check that one out. Um, I I really I I have fond memories. I haven't seen it since I was a kid, but I have fond memories of Fiddler on a Roof and the Sound of Music. Um, I, yes, definitely like Sound of Music roof. for sure. And I love Singing in the Rain, like so much so that I started singing a song yesterday, and I haven't watched Singing in the Rain since like May. And a song popped in my head, and I was just like, "Man, I really want to watch Singing in the Rain right now." I never got to it, but I was like really into the. That might have been today. I don't. Yeah, I think that was today. Today's been a long day, guys. Um, I, uh, but yeah. yeah, yeah, I was. I'm walking around just singing the song, and um, you know, so I, I do like musicals. I love La La Land. I am very disappointed mm-hmm. that you didn't love it, Corey, because Gosling. I wanted to. I know. And you have been you accused have- of being a contrarian by people, 
But this is not that case. You're claiming that you genuinely went in positive attitude, not not looking to hate it, and you hated it. To be fair, I would never waste my time in a theater uh-huh. to go into a movie that I think that I would hate. And as I get older, I definitely don't ever try to watch movies that I don't think I will like because I don't have a lot of time. You know what I mean? Yeah. And also, this was pre-movie pass. I like paid that 10 or 11 bucks to go into that movie. Uh, man, I'm sorry. I'm I I can't believe I that wanted to love it. I that love low on your list. Berg, shoot me a picture of your most disappointed face. Uh, <laughs> oh, no. This uh, will be the right on BerkReviews.com. I have, I have stuff I have to do if you don't mind. Oh, no. uh, that's an actual request. Okay. Oh I, Jesus. I will work on it. Um, and then there's a meme. Uh, <sighs> that's what's happening. Wait a minute. Hold on. It's a what, Corey? It's gonna be a meme. Oh, I swear you said maim. Like, like well, I meant to say meme. Well, gonna, I was laughing. We're gonna, though. We're gonna maim her. But... I, so I was like, oh, hold heck. on. I've heard Guys, people... if I'm not on the next episode, <laughs> call 911. Um, Since a search party, 911's gonna be too late. Oh, I'm guys. sorry. Yeah, that's right. My bad. Um, okay. Well, we got it. We do need to move on. So let's get to Mike's number three, uh, top five re- regret, movie regret from 2017. All right. Well, going into this in the theater, I had a very bad feeling. And this particular <laughs> film, and especially because you know it's a rarity that I go to the actual theater, crazy, oddly oh, enough. I think I know what this one is. <laughs> um, this particular pick not only met but exceeded that very bad feeling into a diabolically long hour and 50-minute runtime that easily felt more than double that time. The Mummy. Yep, that's what I thought you were going to say. Um. And I, we watched this together. I, I did. Believe. I, I think really, I dragged you really, to it. And we were we were hoping. And I, I mean, I appreciate the attempt at making a backdoor intro to into what would have. I'm guessing they're not going forward with this. The they're universal, not. yeah, it's dark universe monster film series. That was a clever idea. Uh, reimagining an update. This wasn't it. This was not the. Uh, it was pretty obvious what was going on with uh, Russell Crowe's character, and then you see everything, and they allude to the. It, but it didn't work. It, uh, it just, um, it's had some feeling. Right, I felt very familiar in that like, it was like calling from different places. Uh, my first thought was, "Ooh, Life Force." Life Force was Toby Hooper's space vampire one, which I really like, but it's it's a love hate one. Uh, yeah. I did. I have met someone that really likes it. It's um, it, it's set around the time of Haley's Comet, and a space shuttle goes and goes into the comet's tail and finds this huge spaceship. And but like how she was doing, and the, the mummy, and the mummy was doing is very similar. It's like oh, it's like they watched that. But uh, I figure I probably would have preferred to watch Jump Tom Cruise jumping onto Oprah's couch, declaring his love for Katie Holmes. <laughs> For an hour and fifteen minutes, oh. probably even. Yeah, the the mummy was a, a pretty pretty awful film. <clears throat> Although, I still found some enjoyment. Um, as I generally like Tom Cruise movies, um, and I I want it to be good. Like, cause I I love Brandon Frazier's Mummy. Um, the both the Mummy and Mummy Returns. Mm-hmm. I, I don't like the, the mummy third one. I don't think anyone did. Dragon, whatever crap happened. Um. But I, and it took years for me to realize that was Rachel Vice, who I'm a huge fan of now, but mm-hmm. I didn't really know who yes. she was then. Um, yeah, she's great. And this one had it had potential, and they just went they went so awry. Everything about it's pretty bad. Um, 
like uh it's it's just such a travesty and that's not to um Sophia but I can't think of her last name now but the the girl who Batella Batella the mm-hmm. mummy uh she's been she's in Star Trek Beyond um and and in uh, I liked her character Kingsman yeah. yeah I I I like her as a performer I think she was also in Atomic Blonde last year and um yeah I think she's a really good actress but just in an awful movie unfortunately but oh. She's going to be in Fahrenheit 451, though. Which is coming out this year. Uh, Mayday, Mayday. <laughs> is that? I've tried reading that book like seven times. I've never read it, and I I taught English, so it's a sad thing. But um, yeah, I the lack of books that I've read that I should have read in my life is is astonishing to me sometimes because people will be like, "Oh, have you ever read this?" And I'm like, "No." Is it a movie? And they're like, "No." I'm like, well, "That's why." Just nod and smile. Um, <laughs> which ones? No, I'm just I was like, I, they're not all coming to my brain right now, but that's one. Uh, Fahrenheit 451 is one that people often like cite that they've read, and I'm like, yeah, nope, never read. It. Um, all right, my number three is another uh, movie club movie um, from our 31 oh, Days. Of, who picked this one? I think I did. Um, Probably me. Okay. I think this was me. Oh, 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 ah, this is from our. Figured it was me. 31 Days of Horror. Um, okay. And it's a Joe Dante film called The Howling from uh, 1981. Oh, my. That Mike, oh, I Mike highly one. recommended I that we it. not watch. Um, I thank you, Mike. I watch that one. And I Nobody am, listens to me. I live up to the hype that uh, most of the people agree that you either like American Werewolf in London or you like The Howling. Because... I How love, could you like the howling when there's I, an American Apparently, if, if, if you need wolf rape and wolf sex scenes, uh, the howling is for you. Um, and if you oh. don't need that, then American Werewolf in London is where you want to be. And that I love American Werewolf in London like so much. Um, and I went into the howling hoping and was not into the howling at all. I was It was hard to make it through the movie. The acting was not great. Uh, and Joe Dante, you know, he, he is... He's not quite a B movie director, but he definitely does those type of like cult following. I would say films. he's B. I would yeah. say he's B. That's a B movie. Well, I would say the Howling's a B movie for sure. But I, I was trying to give Dante credit because I, I like the Gremlins. And I don't want to call Gremlins, Gremlins. a B movie. Um, although he graduated at that point. Okay, and then he went back. But um, <laughs> I got. <laughs> Well, to make up some credits well, I like the Burbs. Credits. I'm pretty sure he is the director of the Burbs <laughs> too. And I like the Burbs. Oh, and he oh, did burying the Eds. What's that? Yeah, and he did burying the Eds. Oh, really? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. That's right. I didn't realize he because uh, somebody wrote that that I just watched. I can't think of who it is now. I just watched the film that they did um, the other day, and he he was the writer for burying the X. What the heck was it? Brad Status, maybe? No, that doesn't make sense. I have to look, but um. Yeah, I didn't enjoy The Howling, and I, sh- I do wish we'd listen to Mike and, and watch another horror film. Although, to be fair, I think the movie club horror movies that we picked, in general, we weren't thrilled with most of them. <laughs> um, um, yeah, because I liked Phantasm, and you most people do. despise that one. Yeah, and, and Suspiria uh, was another that uh, is mm, beloved. That was... and, and I see I see better. I, like, I, I didn't... Neither of those are on my top five, just to throw that in there. Phantasm is in my honorable mentions. I like Suspiria more than those two. Yes. But I didn't love Suspiria like I was expecting to, given its its cult following. It's and it's, yeah. yeah, it's got such a pedigree. It's um, But again, I may not be a, a, like a true horror genre person. And um, I do like some horror movies. I'm not opposed to horror films, but... I do have a tendency to dislike them more than like them. So 
there you get there you have it. That's my number three, the Howling. Um, and so I I have by the way met my two of Mike's movies. I've seen two of his films already, um, and one of them together. But Corey, we're at your number three. What you? Got? I can't record anymore. Oh, I have to go. I, I don't want to be harassed. You're about to be, because I'm pretty sure I know what you're Oh, I'm about well, I'm to be. Sure, I'm pretty sure we yep. know what you're, yes. what you're, what's coming. <laughs> Again, for this one, I was really sad I missed it in the theaters, and all the hype I heard about it, I really wanted to like it, <laughs> but it is Get Out. I don't understand what you don't like about this movie. I don't know. I was just like, why does everyone think this is so great? Well, to be fair, to be fair, I was on Twitter the other day and um, Jordan Peele, uh, Rotten Tomatoes awarded um, Get Out with the Golden Tomato Award or something like that for being the highest wow. highest mm-hmm. rated with most reviews or something like that. And the first two response tweets I saw were uh, movies overrated from two different random people. I don't know who they are. They're nobody famous. What? But those are the, the first they're two. They're probably tweets. both Corey using alternate. <laughs> I barely tweet, Mike. But <laughs> actually, likely likely story. You see that she's already contradicting. She's already no. I don't tweet. I but when it's get, I don't out, go does. out of my way to be negative though. Like I wouldn't like <laughs> yeah. no, over <laughs> overrated. You, you know, you know? We're, te- we're just teasing. But yes, I know. But it, I mean, can you articulate like anything that you specifically didn't like about it? I, uh, I usually, I don't know if it was like all the social commentary or how it was presented or that it was so like we know that she trapped him there i can't articulate all of it but i i don't know yeah i I didn't have any like i saw it twice in the theater um and that was before movie pass used to have a rule movie pass currently you can go to the theater once a day and see any movie once a day it doesn't matter what movie it is as long as it's at a, a you know participating theater when I saw Get Out, you could only see a movie once with the movie pass. So, like, once you used the movie pass to see a movie, you couldn't see that same movie with the movie pass purchase again. And so I saw Get Out, and then I paid to go see Get Out um, because I liked it so much, and I liked it just as much the second time. I have not watched it since that second viewing, but, um, I uh, man, it was in my top five of the year. And it's in your top five of your regrets, and that's... That's crazy how that can happen, and it definitely can. And in no way, um, you are definitely in the minority here. But there yes. is there is dissenting opinion. <laughs> I know that. See what she did, what you did there. I knew, <laughs> I knew. I was like, why don't I like this movie? Um, but I do like. Um, I can't remember all of the things that Jordan Peele has, um, like, oh, so accomplished I... by making this film. Mm. But um, I think it's. Like what? Uh, black director. I can't remember. It's been a while oh, since I've read you anything. Mean all the records and things that he. Yeah. Um, yes. uh, highest opening. I think it was the highest grossing film for an African American director, and um, it was uh, w- one of the biggest turnarounds uh, for like box office because it was under twenty thousand or under twenty million, I think, to make. And it grossed over a hundred million or over two hundred million or something like that. Like it made. It's amazing. Huge box office. Um, and yeah, and it basically will give Jordan Peele a blank check for his next movie. He's gonna be able to do pretty much whatever he wants. And 
I which can't is wait to see what it is. Which is tough to follow. That's a lot of pressure, I would say. But yeah. I'm sure he'll be fine. I mean, he's a creative guy, and I, I, I'm, I like that he has a passion for uh, different types of film too. Like he likes comedy, he likes horror. Like, I'm, I'm excited to see mm-hmm. what he does next. And sci-fi. Um, he was being tapped to to do a remake or an adaptation. I can't think of what it is now. And he luckily, I, I, it was, it's one that had been like controversial to do. Like everyone was like, oh, it's not a good call. It's really hard to do, and he didn't take it. And I, I wish I could remember what it was, but I'm glad he's not doing that. And I'm glad. I hope he does an original film, but we'll see what happens. Um, that leads us to uh, Mike. Your number two. What do you got? Well, I'm going with uh, one of Corey's boys here, Dane DeHaan, the patron saint of underperforming films. <laughs> um, and I'm not venturing into the Valerian territory, but ah. this year's A Cure for Wellness. Oh, okay. And I will say it was atmospheric. There were several moments of dread, and I really got wanted to be into it, but all, all, ultimately it just dragged. And then I realized, oh, this is two, almost near two and a half hours that – felt so much longer and i just i want i don't know if it was a pacing thing or uh dane has let me down enough now that i need to you know i'm tired of going into it thinking thinking you know maybe it'll be different this time and it wasn't and i feel triggered by him so just another diabolical entry in the regrets of this year yeah, um, we did a movie club episode on The Cure for Wellness because we went and saw it, and we just needed to talk about it. Um, I don't remember if I liked I, – I don't remember how, like, positive I was on it. I didn't hate it, um, but we neither of us were, I don't think, like, over the moon with the movie either. I fear for the guy because it's like he can't seem to get a break. I was waiting for this movie and agreed atmospheric – some of – some of it is beautiful, like in the mm-hmm, hallways mm-hmm. when it's like super like teal and it just makes you definitely think that you're in a a mental institute. Mm-hmm. Um, but agreed. It was I I ugh, I'm done with him. I mean, oh, I don't think he did anything he particularly wrong in the movie where like Valerian, but, there is something like it's either the dialogue or it's his delivery of the dialogue well, that really hurts. You get the one to Cara Delevingne. Punch oh, oh so. speaking of one, and two. I want to like her. I want to like her. I, I feel badly, but uh. no, dude. Did you see she's doing a movie with freaking Jaden Smith next year? This year, oh, boy. Uh, and I just—it's uh, gonna end the world. I'm pretty sure that will be the <laughs> the thing that opens the gates to hell, the end, and the, the apocalypse will happen. Is he dressing <laughs> in the white Batman? I, I don't know. I, I just saw that it was happening because I was like, there was a picture. There, the there isn't a, like any box art or poster art yet, and it's just a picture of them. I'm assuming on set, and I'm looking at the picture like, is that Cara Delevingne and Jaden Smith? So I had to click on it and to confirm that yes, it is exactly what I feared, and I, I'm I'm so worried about that movie happening. It probably won't get big theatrical release, but who knows? With you know, it's Jaden Smith nepotism. And the yes, dad, so, yeah, usually has some sort of pull. So with that, this. <coughs> Oh, I want to say this was my number four, but I shuffled it down to my honorable oh, mentions. Okay, yeah, I see. I didn't. I don't remember if I hated it that much, uh, but you liked it more than I did. Yeah, I, I guess I don't know. I found something with it. It was it was very thought provoking, and the 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 scene with the dentist really killed me. Um, oh, all right. So my number two 
is Colin Trevorrow's uh, The Book of Henry, which I was really excited about. If we go back to whatever movie club episode before the movie came out, I was really up on this film, and I don't know why. Like, oh, I was yeah. Super, like, in, like, it's Naomi Watts, it's Jaden Lieberman, Jacob Tremblay, Sarah Silverman's in it, Dean Norris from, you might know from Breaking Bad, um, Lee Pace and Maddie Ziegler are your main stars, and I, I, I thought it, was, it looked silly, but somehow compelling, and I finally got, to, I didn't see it in the theater, I, I just rented it a few weeks ago, and... I was so mad at this movie um, for so many reasons. It has a uh, 31 Metacritic, 6.6 IMDb user score. And here's where I'm going to throw you throw the spoiler that I mentioned earlier on top of this podcast. Jaden Lieberman, who I initially saw in St. Vincent with uh, Bill Murray and um, – oh, I'm going to forget her name. Melissa McCartney? Melissa no. McCarthy. Yes. No, you are correct. Okay. That is um, McCarthy, though, not McCartney. Um, Sorry, she's Jennifer, Jenny McCarthy's cousin, actually. Um, yep. I, and I really liked him in that movie. And then he's in It this year too. I really he's oh, Billy in It, and I really liked him. And then Jacob Tremblay, oh, Midnight Special. Yep. Uh, oh yes, and he's oh. in Midnight Special. Um, Jacob Tremblay is in Room, and he's in Wonder this year, which is actually really good and surprising. Still, that I loved Wonder so much, and it's doing very well. Um, but this movie is garbage, and here here's why. So the premise is already kind of silly but henry is a genius and he basically is the man of the house he runs everything and naomi watts who is his mother could would basically apparently cease to exist if her son wasn't there and he finds out that his next door neighbor played by maddie um ziggler is being sexually assaulted by her stepfather glenn sickleman um who is played by dean norris and Dean Norris is a police, like the chief of police, and is well respected. So Henry has tried to get her help, but everybody just shuts him up that they can't do anything without better evidence. So he devises a plan that will uh, allow um, Dean Norris's character to be killed and everyone get away from it, like get away with it. Now that's the trailer. What happens halfway through the movie is right after he finishes devising his plan where he, we can kill the stepfather who's sexually assaulting his stepdaughter and get away with it, he gets brain cancer and dies. What? Yes. Henry? Henry dies. Halfway through the movie, because there's a tumor that he'd been ignoring because he just thought it was a headache, and he dies. And that leaves... Well, shouldn't his mother have taken him to the doctor? Well, you know what? She's, again, <sighs> incapable. And that that's where the movie really sours. I'm actually okay with the first chunk of the movie, but then it's so bad, and it gets so ridiculous, and there's some there's there's good, very small, very tiny good moments of some character and some acting and whatnot, but the story is just off the rails bad after that. And honestly, it was already asking a lot. Like, I had to believe this kid was a genius and was going to, you know, commit a murder and get away with it kind of thing. But then, no, he died. And luckily, luckily, he left tape recordings because he had just enough time when he found out he had the tumor and he was probably going to die to make these tape recordings for his mother so she could carry out the plan that he had laid out. And they actually have dialogue. Mother talking to cassette recording. And no, it's not like... She's just talking and he's doing his thing. It's legit. Like he responds to her in the cassette recordings. It is that ridiculous. And I was so upset with this movie. Um, it does not deserve a 6.6 IMDb user score. It doesn't deserve a 31 because there's a lot of problems with this movie. But 
I was very disappointed with that film, and it is my number two uh, regret. Well, I don't want to watch it. Good. <laughs> and between you seeing this and me seeing Shut In with Naomi Watts and, and Jake, Jacob Justin. Tremble. Jacob Tremblay, I think that they should not work together anymore. Yeah, no, they definitely should. He should stick with Julia Roberts. Um, <laughs> all right, Corey, we already know your number two. It was uh, Meantime. Yes. So that we, we're back to you, Mike. What is your number one regret from 2017's film watching? Oh, how I really wanted this one to do well. I really did. I wanted it to be a worthy adaptation. I wanted it to really take advantage of the talent and technology that was involved with it. And this live action treatment of the classic anime ghost in the shell just didn't do it. Mm-hmm. It's uh, I, I avoided it at the theater. Thankfully, I think I would have been very angry at it. Um, the trailers seemed correct. Visually it was correct. The, you know, and it somewhat followed. There was some stuff that wasn't in the film that was in the anime. Uh, but I mean, I've watched, this is, you know, I sought this one out as soon as I heard about it, the anime one, on VHS format, which was difficult. You know, it, you have to special order things, and you just didn't get it, and it wasn't a typical sell-through, which is a cheaper, you know, um, higher-volume purchase kind of deal where mm. you can get it for 5 bucks a pop and make a lot of profit off of it. This was at least a 20 to $30 purchase, so I was very involved in with it. Um I mean, and so that said, there's a lot of expectations going into it, just as there were were for um, the Dark Tower or any um, same thing. I'm very, 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 very concerned for A Wrinkle in Time. That is one of those that I loved as a sixth grader. And if it goes, oh, I I, I mean, have faith. mm. It's Disney. It's Ava DuVernay. And yeah. it looks fantastic in the trailer. Like I'm really it, the trailer do, does, and Chris Pine's good, and, and just I'm really hoping. It's been a long time since I've read it, so it, it's kind of like going into it fresh for me. But I, I always worry, and here we are, same thing with Ghost in the Shell. I mean, visually stunning, but yeah, there's got to be more to it than that. And mm-hmm. we, uh, you know, com- take that performance and compare it to you know Under the Skin. Oh, which man. worked so well. Oh, I love and, that movie. And yeah, it's just too totally, you know, it's like, yeah, it's shameful. And as this, uh, the other part of that, and I can't get, I don't have any positives because the other shameful part of it is this probably very likely would have kept viewers th- that are new to the property way far away from the anime that inspired it. And that's, that's horrible. It because. is the reason my daughter and I watch the anime, but we watch the anime first, getting ready to go see the movie in theaters. And um, she liked the anime more than I did. I didn't. I don't. I don't know. Like, I didn't get everything that was I was supposed to get. Like, I read a bunch of stuff afterwards. I'm like, man, I didn't pick up on that. I didn't notice that. I don't know if it was just not pulling me in, or if I was distracted, or or what. It could be my fault, not movie's fault. But the live action immediately, I was like, "Wow, this is way worse than what they did in the anime." Like, what is what's happening? Um, yeah, very disappointed. Because, um, like you said, there's some cool looking visuals, but that that mm-hmm. is not enough um, to make it a worth watching film. So, well, yeah. and it's also the the thing because the anime was R rated. And it was pretty brutal and gruesome. So mm. that that's again one of those things where they're diluting it down. Not everything has to be an R, but when your original source material was, mm, I don't know. 
Yeah. Well, my number one is a, an older movie from 1987 um, that I also watched on Filmstruck. It's on the Criterion channel, and it was part of my, um, I think it was part of my 31 Days of Horror, but now I'm not sure if it's listed as a horror or not, so maybe I'm wrong. But it was, uh, it is called I Was a Teenage Zombie. <laughs> um, from 1987 and it is a movie that is it's meant to be silly and not well made none of them are professional actors um, but it doesn't mean I have to enjoy it just because it's it's not trying to be something um, doesn't mean I have to like it and I really regretted watching it. it it was so hard to sit through there is a zombie rape scene in this movie um, just to clarify the zombie rapes a teenage girl or at least you know I'm sure she wasn't an actual teenager but and what makes the scene worse is that she seems to enjoy it for a few moments until he finally kills her. But um, it, it was it was an uncomfortable scene, to say the least. Uh, and that's most of this movie I'm uncomfortable with. Uh, it, it's not what I would consider good. And it was the second re- revelation that just because something has criterion doesn't mean I'm going to like it. Um, it it's a more or less a way of res- of like keeping a film around that it will always exist as property. And, you know... There, it it's. Yeah, I don't. I'm not. I don't feel like it was necessarily a movie like, oh, this it shouldn't exist or anything like that. I don't even know if I have anything super negative to say about it. It's just not a movie for me. I don't like things that are. Uh, it's it's a bad movie, but probably with the intention of being a bad movie. But I don't generally like those. Um, I'm not a fan of the room. Like I understand why some people enjoy watching it. I don't enjoy watching it for that reason. I'm glad I've seen it. But I'm good, you know. I, I really like the disaster artist, but I'm good with the room. I don't need to see it again, and that's how I feel with I was a teenage zombie, and thus it's a regret because it felt like a waste of time. It was there were images like th- that zombie rape scene. I don't think will ever be washed from my brain because it was not something I ever expected to see. I've seen a lot of zombie movies, guys. Not something that usually happens. Um, I mean, I'll say, and I'm not because I probably will try this. I need to see if it's on my watch list while I'm thinking on it, but. I mean, Reanimator, which is one of my favorites, it does have a very uncomfortable assault scene, and it's really unusual in the way they do it. I don't want to give too much away, and it's really tough to even try to describe it. Um, so, yeah, that adds an extra oof to it. Yeah, it, definitely not something that I recommend people watch. Um, and I, I, it came across... I, I came across it from something else like it was on someone's list i don't remember who what it was but i was doing search i was searching for maybe horror comedies or something and it was on a list i was like oh that's on uh filmstruck i'll give that a, a go and then was not not happy um that's my number one uh regret Corey, what is your number one regret from your movies watched in 2017 my number one was valerian oh, <laughs> oh man um when Rihanna is the best actor in the movie, I feel like there's a problem. Uh, uh, yeah. Um, Ethan, uh, I think Ethan Hawke is in this for a small part. Um, He's with Rihanna. Yeah, he is essentially, I think, her pimp. Um, you mean her performance outdid her performance on Battleship? I was going to make the Battleship joke. That's not fair. <laughs> I did not Boom. see that movie. Oh, um, you should. Should I really... I heard bad things about that, but I was, I feel bad for how obnoxious I was in this movie and I tried to keep it under wraps, but I couldn't. And I think that this movie is really long. Um, especially since it's so bad. 
I feel like it's definitely over two hours. Um, but here I was kind of excited about this one, um, even though it has Cara Delevingne in it. And it was just horrible. And I felt like what you said, um, I think that you said that earlier, Mike, his delivery with uh, his delivery in this movie was just so bad. And he was trying to be funny and he was trying to be like cocky and trying to be, you know, whatever. And he just can't pull it off. Uh, wow. And I was like, this the whole time and moving in my seat and like, are you serious? When is this movie going to be over? And I had a friend with me. And if she hears this episode, I apologize again. Um, I, just, I was going to say, are you still friends? Yeah, we are definitely still friends. She also did not enjoy it, but I was a jerk in the movie. <laughs> you know, I was a jerk, and I tried to be really quiet. It or no, I was just like super annoyed, and just oh. the whole time like heavy sighs and oh, that's under nice. my breath. You're not yelling at the screen, which I've been in. Nah. How does it have a 51 meta score? And uh, I have seen people online talking about what a great movie this is, and my well, only conclusion is that we saw different films. No, keep in mind those are probably voters too. So. And a lot of, <laughs> mm. <laughs> oh man, uh, shots fired. But um, I would say what people who like Valerian are looking at it as a spectacle, and it is. It's got some amazing sequences. Um, the opening sequence in the the um, well, I can't think of, like what to call it, the flea market type thing, oh. like the virtual flea market, is really cool. It's really innovative. It's super sci-fi. Like it hits that note really well, and. I mean, have you seen The Fifth Element? Oh, yeah. Okay, so same director, Luke Besson. Um, yeah, and, like, if you take, like, Bruce Willis and even um, Mila Djokovic, or however you say her name, <laughs> and, and replace, you know, those two, replace Dane DeHaan and, and Cara Delevingne, and you may have had a really awesome movie at times, right? Because think of, like, how Willis would have delivered some of those lines, and Willis pulls off that arrogant, cocky comedy really, really well. That's what he does best. That's one of the reasons I love older Bruce Willis movies um, is because he's so good at it, and Don just, it's not believable, and a lot of the, like, the forced love story doesn't really work in the movie. Um, there, There's a lot that just does and he, to be fair, he forced love in Fifth Element, but it, it's it's almost it worked in that one. it did, but it's still kind of forced. Like it, especially the end, the end really like pushes it a little too far. But that's it's subtle up until the end. Here, it's the main real arc between those two characters, and it's it just isn't great storytelling. But visuals, that movie has some awesome visuals in Valerian. There's a lot to get to those visuals, and it's not enjoyable as a result. And I think that's where the fifty comes in. Is some people are willing to forgive all of the crappy dialogue and the silly story because of how spectacle the film can feel. But man, it's a lot to, it's a lot to forgive. And so I don't, I agree with you. I don't think I have, it's not on my list, obviously. I don't even think it's uh, that low for me because I do appreciate a lot of those little things that are there, but yeah, no, it's not a good movie. Um, it's a shame. It is because he can direct. I mean, we you mentioned the fifth element and there it is. And that worked, and, uh, and oh, sad face, really. It does work, but there is, want... there are a lot of problems with the Fifth Element. Like you can nitpick the crap out of that movie if you want to, but holistically, yeah. I love it. So I feel like it's yes. still very entertaining. It is right. There's something <clears throat> that makes it so that I don't want to nitpick it. Yeah, you're right. You know what I mean? And... I, I 
I want to put I that on the shoulders of Bruce way. Willis, though. Like I, I, you know, and again, there's another. I, I left off, but a very over the top Gary Oldman performance in that movie, right? Yes, I oh, mean, yeah. and come on, he even cast Tiny Lister as the yeah, president. He's the president, and, and I mean, it's like, and he and he did well. He played the role he perfectly. Did. He did. <clears throat> and Brian James as the um, the priest. Was he the no, 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 that's Ian, that's um, that I want to say Ian Holm, General uh, Brian, Monroe. Pardon me. Did Jeez. you say Brian James? Brian James was the one of the military General? guys. Is yeah. Oh, okay, the guy who gives him the uh, the tickets and stuff. The uh, Floston Paradise. Yeah. yeah. <clears throat> we just picked up on the fifth element because it was on, I think, Sci-Fi, and just to catch a couple scenes worth, and just that so many things the design. I want to say Jean-Paul Gaultier was a costume designer. Oh, man. Oh, yeah. Look at you breaking out that kind of info. Well, not to cut you off, but Fifth Element is a beloved classic to many. Um, let's go through our honorable mentions, um, and then we'll wrap up. So, Mike, what are some honorable mentions, or I guess dishonorable mentions, right? All right. So here we go. Hudson Hawk was on my list. I still oh. twitch at the fact that... <laughs> And hey, I at least it wasn't in top for, five. It wasn't in the top five. It wasn't top five. I should have, but there were so many just in this year alone that qualified for regret. Regret, you know, go into the corner and sit and think about what I've done, choices. And, and I, oddly enough, I just had a conversation. I forget what it was, but my current principal is big on entertainment, and we have very similar music sensibilities and tastes. And we, Hudson Hawk, he, I think he's a Hudson Hawk apologist. Ah, like you are, because I was like, that is not, no. And so he, he made a point, and I was like, mm, but he did it much better in Die Hard, in Die Hard 2. Yeah, yeah. So um, so that was my first honorable mention, The Great Wall, which I feel bad. My son really likes that one, and I'm like, mm, no, let's not watch that one again. Uh, Zomthology, which was on my 31 Days of Horror, and I did not, I intentionally did not include it. Uh, and I am a Tiffany Shepis fan. She is a scream queen. Uh, I follow her on Instagram, and I think a couple of people that are related to her. And it's, I really like her. This was not the I did. I intentionally left it off my 31 Days of Horror because I didn't want anyone else to suffer. And I'm mentioning it here in case anyone sees her name. It's an, a zombie anthology film. She plays herself as a kidnapped victim and as as she's kidnapped and being held, the they tie in the anthology. It does not work. It just doesn't. Anthologies either do it really well or don't do it at all. And this one didn't do it for me. The other two picks are, <clears throat> and this is why I left them off the main five, Death Note, which came from an anime, a Netflix, made for Netflix uh, adaptation of an anime, live action anime. It... Mm, and from what I understand, it takes a, tries to take a lot of story and condense it into one, and it didn't do it. it. It should have been better, and it just wasn't. It was very laughable. And the one you mentioned already is Bright. Oh. I wanted to like and I feel it was a lot of missed opportunities. I didn't realize you'd watched it. Oh, man. Okay. Yeah, day yeah day. I was on it the day, the, day, the day of release, and we even mentioned it. And it's again, it's one of those situations – uh, maybe it'll be different this time. It wasn't. Yep. So. All right. Well, my honorable mentions, um, I have Phantasm, uh, which I, I really <laughs> wanted to like and did not. Um, 
the one that I mentioned earlier uh, that I left off is Distortion, a social media story, um, which is a film about social media and cyberbullying that does not do a good job of executing its point at all. Um, with uh, non-actors definitely playing roles, um, it feels like a TV production like project that went, got a distribution, and it's it's on Amazon. I think is how I watched it, um, and I, I feel bad because they had reached out to me about reviewing it. And I, usually, when that happens, I've been pretty lucky, and I like the movies that I've been reached out to review. This was one that I didn't, and so felt bad about that. But. Um, what was it called? Distortion? Colon, a social media story. Um, okay. Super bad. Uh, the Strange Ones, which I saw at the Florida Film Festival last year, and I it was one of the only ones I saw that I hated. And um, the other one that I hated was The Archer, um, both of which I don't know that anyone has access to see. I'm not sure if they got distribution or not. I didn't enjoy either one, and the worst part was there was a Q&A for The Strange Ones with the directors. And... I am uh, sitting there, like, baffled at what I just watched and was like, man, I really did not like that movie. And the first person to get up and ask a question says, um, this movie's really important. And I'm just like, "What? in what way is this movie important? Like, what are you talking about? And he never really goes anywhere with his question. And that was when I realized I also hate going to Q&As. Um, so I, I tend to leave oh, which Which movie was that again? The Strange Ones. Yeah. The strange ones, okay. Yeah, the strange ones. Um, yeah, I don't know what he thought was important, but I did not agree with his conclusion, nor his his lack of question as he kissed the ass of the directors who were in front of him. Um, then uh, my last two, uh, The Last Days in the Desert, which was a movie club movie with Ewan McGregor <laughs> playing d- dual roles of Jesus and the devil. And um, mm. it I thought it would be really good, and I ended up not enjoying it at all. And then Alien Resurrection. Which Oof. is the worst of the alien movies, in my opinion. So, <laughs> mm-hmm. um. oh, I'm forgetting all of these movies that we watched last year, and I hated like <laughs> that one. Although I like the director of that movie very much. Yeah, uh, like directed. If I'm not mistaken, he directed Amelie, Amelie and, and Delicatessen. Delicatessen. Yeah, both movies I love. But um, I had a cure for wellness. I forgot about the Howling and Phantasm. <laughs> so apparently we pick really bad movies for movie club. But they're Sorry. to be fair, most of those are well. Meantime, well regarded. We're well, yeah, they are. It is, but we we only knew about it because of uh, the Criterion Channel, I think, on Filmstruck. But Phantasm is a you know well regarded horror film that I don't understand. And then uh, Alien Resurrection we watched because of um, Covenant coming out, I think, though, uh, or mm-hmm. because of the director. Because we also watched Delicatessen. Oh, and that could have been a regret. Which one? Oh, Covenant. Covenant. See, I like Covenant. A lot of people hate it. I don't. I don't know. I found it. I didn't enjoyable. like it as much as Prometheus. Yeah, we can agree <laughs> but... on that. Well, there you go, folks. Uh, that those are our regrets from last year. The movies that we wish we hadn't wasted our time on. Um, again, that's not even necessarily saying they're bad. It just maybe didn't click with us. Some of them were bad, though, for sure. Um, but you can email us your regrets. What movies did you watch in 2017 that you wish you hadn't wasted your time on? Um, if it's a movie like Get Out, you can just leave that to yourself because you're wrong. <laughs> oh, no. Um, Point it at me. No. You feel free to reach Where out to I? us. Uh, contact at BurkeReviews.com. That's contact at BurkeReviews.com. You can also um, follow us on the social medias. We are um, – I am at BurkeReviews. Corey? At Corey R-Star, two R's on the end. And Mike? 
at ServerMonkey, and feel free to send that picture anytime soon, or any <laughs> pictures you want me to meme up for you, because, yeah. It's happening. And there you have it, folks. Uh, the happening. We will be back. I think we I don't, I don't know what's happening, but we will be back um, <laughs> next week with a special episode where we're going to be doing a uh, Oscar nomination um, episode. So we're going to do like an Oscar draft where we're going to be picking our top five, well, not top five, just five movies that we think are going to have uh, success with nominations and potential winners of various awards for the Oscars. Um, we may have two guests with us on that episode. We're working out those details. but um, So it's going to be a little different type of episode, but similar to our summer movie wager we did way back when. Uh, we'll be talking about the movies that are we're expecting to have Oscar nominations, um, and it'll be perfect because the Oscar nods come out the, like that Wednesday or Thursday after we record the episode. So we're going to be getting it in just in time, um, and we'll know who's won the Golden Globes before we pick our movies too. So we'll have some idea of how uh, these films are tracking for the awards nominations. So we'll be back next week. Until then, folks, uh, listen to our other podcast, Burke Reviews Movie Club. Follow us at BurkeReviews.com. If you really like the podcast, please make sure you rate and review us to help us find new listeners. Guys, thank you so much for giving me your time. Thank you. And we'll be back next yeah, week. Yeah, anytime. Bye, guys. Peace.